You're listening to Homestar Running with David and Mark. Cool. Welcome to the Homestar Runner podcast. I don't know if we've mentioned it as much, but we do have a Facebook page now, facebook.com slash homestar running. You can like us and follow to get updates. So of course, you know, well, Mark, when you, you listen to podcasts, you just subscribe to them and get them. Yeah. Oh, I'm still trying to find this on Stitcher. Yeah. Stitcher's a little weird. It's, uh, you know, we use a site to send it to all the things and I'm not sure why it's, I'll just have to continue to look into it. Um, I think for iTunes, it wasn't on for a while, and I had to manually submit it, which didn't take that long, but not quite sure what to do for Stitcher on that, but it's weird. It's uh, yeah. I, assume, I, can... I assume things are just take longer to get approved in the pandemic, maybe, and maybe it's just uh, my experience, but it seems like uh, people making podcasts is going through a boom, or it seems like a lot of people are making podcasts right now. They're in quarantine, stuck indoors. Good. Yeah, good time to start. I mean, you know, this is my first time, so <laughs> joining. We're jo- we're joining the, the. I'm joining the ranks, you know, with this and our other music one. Yeah, and I had the idea for Homestar podcast a while back, and had forgotten about it. But it's interesting. I think we're like the third one that started this year, and there weren't like any before. So I think that's how I mostly noticed. I was like, well, I guess everyone's recording podcasts if there's that many new ones. Yeah. Well, it's fun to do it. Anyways, yep. that's Yeah, we're not in it for listeners, you know. Oh, but, you know, feedback with us, <laughs> you know. And I'll just mention it. Yeah, so our email is homestarrunningpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, homestarrunningpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so send us your feedback and we will make fun of that or answer them. Cool. Well, today we're talking about emails 41 to 45. I'll just start on. So first one is invisibility. Um, and it starts off with strong bad getting a quote unquote new computer, you know? Um, yes. Yeah. I don't think I've, I'm trying to think what the equivalent of a Compi 386 is. Like I, I don't even, I think I might've, I, I remember the first computer I used as a kid was still had a DOS base intro thing, like, or at least, started on DOS and then you had to boot up Windows or there'd be games and programs in mm-hmm, yep. DOS originally. Yep. So I'm just old enough to kind of remember some of that stuff. Uh, and I imagine, was it similar for you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember uh, like my, I had, my family had Macs and those were like simpler, but I had a friend who had like a, I remember him getting like a new um, PC, like his, his dad got an IBM. And it booted it up in DOS and took like it actually took like you know minutes to get going in, in DOS and then they had that nice little IBM screen. I like in this uh, strong bed when he you know he's like oh all these cool new graphics and you see the momentary like blue little like it looks like an IBM kind of screen and then it just goes straight back to the old email <laughs> like black and white same same exact graphics for the for him. No, it it definitely is exactly the same. Yeah. And he does run, yeah, so it's the same, like, EXE program for the emails and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Um, and it does definitely look like the IBM uh, computer. Yeah. Yeah, you like the IBM or a clone, one of the clones. Do you remember that? Was a, that was a term that people used to use. There was the, IBM was, like, the first big main PC producer, but then they had a bunch of IBM clones that came out. <laughs> they were yeah. all running off of Don's. wasn't old enough to really kind of get that or anything so i didn't know 
that much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then it's back to the usual shenanigans of him like trying something out and then it doesn't work that well. Um, in this case, mm-hmm. well, he's imagining turning invisible, which is also kind of funny. It's uh, it's him imagining it and it not going well versus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the interaction with the characters. You have like um, Bubs. He's like, "Come back, chocolate." I didn't mean those things that I said to you. <laughs> uh, when he takes the the Swiss cake rolls, uh, and then he, you know, you know, Homestar is like the running the running theme is Homestar is like we're waiting for a Marzi band, and then he uh, he hits strong um, Homestar, and then he goes and sits on the couch and <laughs> and uh, and Strong Mad shows up. I like I like that it's like he he's. It says he says I'm stealing stuff, but it's something as simple as like little, just little Swiss cake rolls and just like a few boxes of them. <laughs> yeah, he's also imagining an in joke for Bubs. Like I, I get that he's like he's imagining like Homestar being kind of pathetic or not doing well at something, but he's also imagining that there's a conversation between Bubs and the chocolates. You know, it's totally realistic. But Bubs's concession stand doesn't seem to be too busy. <laughs> No, I think, uh, and at least for us, I think it's the first time we've really seen Bub's concession stand. Um, yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah, go for it. Um, I like the ending on it. I also like that there's a bit of a pause where you kind of anticipate what's going to happen before it uh, actually happens. Yeah, where Strongman sits on that. Uh, I like I like that he, he says, I don't, I don't know when the last time he washed that singlet was. Because <laughs> Bub's is always wearing that, uh, with that uh, wrestling singlet. Yeah. Um, Apparently, they reference there used to be a message board on the website spelled B O R E D. So he referenced that, um, but apparently, it didn't. It only lasted a short time because it got too popular for them to moderate. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I was on that, and I think by the time I discovered it, it was uh, it was too late for that on the website. Um, yeah, action figure. Um, I like the how he does go through some of the cool things that you'd get with an action figure and then he also shows what he like his attempt at making an actual action figure um both of them were pretty funny yeah it's like a a cool little 80s commercial this this one brought me back a lot to my to my childhood you know i only collected a few action figures but uh watched well we had a big star wars collection those were mostly hand-me-downs from my brother but I had a friend who had a lot of action figures and I remember cartoon commercials and I had some of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And um, but yeah, his little peanut, his little peanut at the end is, is pretty great. And um, I, I also really liked the, the the funny thing he said, or he's like, you could take off his take off his head and like pour pour some like some motor oil or some like some goo down his neck. I I did not do that personally. I, I Maybe I did. Maybe did it to like one of them, but I, I remember a lot of like friends like just kind of like uh, kind of like Sid in, in Toy Toy Story, the original Toy Story, where they just take apart their action figures and start like doing random things to them. <laughs> yeah, I had a bunch of toys, but I, I didn't really have the action figures growing up. Like maybe one or two, but like nothing, not like the cool attachments and stuff like that. I think it's, it's something that's nice, but yeah, I didn't really have that stuff. But it's still through back to like commercials and things like that, you know. Yeah. Did you click on the peanut at the very end, at the very end of the cartoon? Yeah, the home star, no arms like real life, you know. Yeah, and then there's Coach Z, the green hero thingy, strong sad, action-like hero. Yeah, where like uh, strong sad is uh, 
you know totally ripped <laughs> his you know his, his head uh, the top and then like but then his body is totally is like really strong and palm palm is like looks like hulk hogan basically yeah. uh but then strong mad strong mad is the only character the only action figure where in real life he actually looks like the action figure <laughs> yeah it, it is funny because the kid basically is an action figure you know i think of him yeah. more like a, a toy than i actually think of strong bad more looking like a toy than like a mexican rec, mat, rec, wrestling mask figure or something like that you know yeah yeah same here but he's like oh this is totally realistic and <laughs> and it's not at all the uh like the the sound effect effect where he's going <laughs> with the spark shooting out of his mouth that was pretty fun yeah. the, bring, he brings back the back the croissants the croissants and uh, you know like it's funny like the the double the double fist pump action that his action figure does a lot of basically a lot of the toys you you either could like you know have their arms go up and down or you like squeeze their legs and their like chest pops up or something or they do like one little kick always one simple move yeah no definitely it's uh yeah agree on that yeah it's always it's better in your imagination than in real life <laughs> i also like that he does when he's playing with the strong bad action figure at the end at the end he kind of does the um like a stereotypical strong bad thing i was like get away from here holy crap <laughs> nice yeah cool well uh 43 little questions um yeah, I think it was it was interesting with the uh, you know complete separation on what he was typing with the subtitles. I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, that I mean that was, that was a nice little effect. As a I'm mixed as an English teacher, um, <laughs> as an, especially as as a teacher to speakers of uh, of uh, another language. Uh, so like I I appreciate the fact that he like like graded and corrected the grammar actually in some ways. Um, but um, also like you know he gave him like an F and it's a little harsh and um, you know made fun of him for <laughs> made fun of him for for he's like I never could have guessed that you were not from here and he's like laughing. Uh, yeah. I mean I've I've had that I've had that experience as a as an English teacher even with like native speakers where like I'm wanting to correct grammar and I'm and wanting to correct my own grammar. But uh, but I, I like that I like that they did put the um, kind of the the idea of translation. Uh, like before, before they did the correction at the very end. I wonder if I wonder if they like if he wrote it out and like in English, then put it into Google Translate, and then translated back to like so into Swedish and then back to English and then into Swedish and back to English. Maybe something like that. I wonder if they did like that or if they just kind of made up stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think they, I think they just made up two separate responses for the email not really connected that much that's possible mm -hmm. I, I do i do like sometimes uh unintentional uh correct on uh english to other languages mm -hmm. so i i guess it depends on the attitude with it um i saw someone post a uh english sign that said buckle up and prepare for crash <laughs> nice <laughs> that's good that was my my favorite one and i've seen i think i've seen some comedy stuff where it's yeah it's like intentionally bad and of course there's a classic like all your base are belong to us type of things but mm. it kind of stretches yeah uh, like how far they unrelated to each other and of course the third answer doesn't really um doesn't really answer it at all either um you know mm. it doesn't really try to answer the question um of course it seemed like it was kind yeah. of 
question. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I like the emails more where there's a separate thing versus just a direct response. Um, so this one didn't really have anything extra on it besides. Yeah, the, the fact I'm, I'm, I'm in part of a Scandinavian, uh, like Swedish heritage group on, on Facebook because technically I'm like, you know, part Swedish, my last name's Swedish, but, uh, you know, there are sometimes there are these like kind of funny posts that resemble this a little bit, or sometimes people are just posting in Swedish. So I like that. But yeah, it was it wasn't there wasn't too much interesting going on here. Well, I'm curious because yeah. I, I I don't think I've ever really asked you. I know that you're one sixteenth Jewish because um, you know because I'm you know three quarters Jewish and you know raised Jewish and all that stuff. So it's something I definitely know about. Um, but yeah, I didn't really know specifically about Ericsson or your can you trace your ancestry back to Europe yeah I know I don't know everything um I know that my last name Ericsson is Swedish um that's obviously from my dad's side and then I, I have a stronger um on my mom's side there's I think I'm one quarter Norwegian and um uh, and so and that's actually that side I believe is stronger um so like like sweet the swedish side might be like 116th or one eighth i mean uh and then i think i have some like uh there's like there's a kennedy back there and some others some other names back back in the, in the background uh maybe i think there's a watson so some english um but mixed european strong most strongly uh canadian or not canadian uh scandinavian uh and then and then the jewish i think there's like a salinger and there might be some other names but i actually need to i want to i want i would like to do a more thorough investigation because this is all word of mouth basically okay uh so lures and jigs um i like the the pun on the title um it definitely fun uh thinking about lures and and jigs like i i guess i'm not that familiar with uh fishing terminology so i wouldn't have necessarily known that but I, I think that was a fun thing in that yeah same here i i relate to, i relate relate to uh um strong bad at the very end of it <laughs> when he's like ah, actually it may not it may surprise you but uh i don't know too much about fishing <laughs> and then actually i don't know too much about the ladies either what wait wait what what i didn't say that <laughs> I, uh, uh yeah one of the times he's directly admitting that he doesn't know much about women so i thought that was funny yeah yeah non sequitur but i i enjoyed it I definitely laughed on that and i think the you know where he's trying to get the fishes to come in the boat was a i that definitely reminded me of sesame street yes exactly yes totally sesame street here peachy 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 that's one of my favorite uh yeah, sesame street it's silly um yeah that's that's fun and i also like that there's a full little game on that you know oh what's the game so they do a game um where you just your strong bad in the boat playing it um and it's pretty uh, it's pretty quick um so all you can do is you either do a lure or a jig um and okay <laughs> an official jump in your boat um so it's a nice. random, yeah and you just get points and points accumulate and stuff like that Come on, get in the boat. Come on, get in the boat. <laughs> it does like it's lower audio quality on that, right? Mm -hmm. That's fun. And for, for I guess for some reason, and we'll get into it when when we get to the games. Um, maybe I like to 
quick little games when they're Easter eggs for emails versus a separate thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, I've been fishing a few times I, in real life. I, I guess I haven't really gotten as much as other people and stuff like that, but yeah. I, I like, I like coach Z as like his, uh, for the fishing show, show as his, uh, his co, the other guy who's fishing. It seems like coach Z, like his accent I think sometimes Coach Z seems to have like maybe a Midwestern accent. I think I don't know what it is. Maybe or maybe it's a Eastern, uh, Eastern United States. I couldn't place it, but he's like, hey, you know, uh, maybe you want to add a little jig there to uh, to your line. I think he does uh, that. Like he would be, he would kind of fit with a, a Midwestern fisher. You know, he is a good fit for it. Yeah. Yeah, I was me- I was mentioning my Norwegian side of the family, and so some some of my um, you know, Norwegian American relatives, you know, do enjoy fishing. <laughs> my mom, my mom's, uh, like my uncle's um, my, my mom from my mom's family. So, I've, but I've just gone with them. just like a few times. I don't know really much about fishing myself, but I've kind of just been in the boat and tried fishing. I think I caught something once, but I don't remember. <laughs> I, I hadn't really caught anything until like last year. And I, I did catch a, a little a little one that I are it was actually big enough to keep so that was exciting yeah. for that, you know um, but I think it was also because did, did you eat it I did eat it yeah and it was it was all right you know I guess I'm not a huge fan of fish in general at least in, unless it's really prepared so my uncle my uncle caught some I think some some kind of cod or something like that um, but he uh, the best fish tacos I've ever had are from him catching catching a bunch of fish during the season and then freezing them and you know he had fish tacos throughout the summer those are pretty good well, cool um moving on yeah now for the real meat of this episode um <laughs> great, uh, techno which is definitely one of the most popular emails on the site and one of my favorites you know it's yeah it's just clever stuff and just a fun techno song um I don't know why Strong Bad is scolding the chief for using a light switch for the rave and doing the glow stick on that, other than that they need to fill out the episode a little or have a little bit of conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the little the visual gag of the chief being small and having a separate light switch up the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, about it. It's labeled the cheat's light switch, you know. Yeah, so. Yeah. That's fun. And yeah, the email is only, it's like 70 seconds or something, so which is kind of funny, but yeah, and it's, it's still like something you can kind of reference. Like, I don't know if it popularized, like people, I think people kind of would uh, do their own techno song anyway before this. Um, but it is something that was, I think made it more popular. Yeah. And the system is down. Yes. I, I like as a line, like I like the sci-fi reference line. Um, I tried to make a techno song myself and um, couldn't quite get it to not suck, you know. Uh-huh. It didn't work, but I tried to get that kind of uh, sci-fi of line in specifically. And I certainly, like, I had that in my mind. It's like, okay, you got to get, like, some sci-fi thing. I think I did, mine was a little too long. I, I tried from Attack of the Clones. Um, we must get the starships back into space. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nice. It's yeah, it's probably too long, and I don't think I would have made it work anyway. But I think it kind of had a rhythm to it, and it was an obscure, certainly obscure as far as Star Wars goes. Um, do you know who said that line? Um, any guess? Um, if it's from Attack of the Clones, um, like Bail or Ghana or something, something like that, that would be my guess. Or maybe, um, maybe um, Samuel L. Jackson's character. Who is it? 
No, it's a, uh, uh, it's a, uh, I don't even know the character's names. It's one of the uh, Nemoidians um, talking to Count Dooku. So it's, it's the bad guy said, like talking about retreating from, from the battle of Geonosis. I think I, I think I chose it because I didn't like the delivery of that particular line. It's overly enunciated, right? And it's overly long. Like it's like we would say, let's let's relaunch the ships. Like that's how you would say it in real life if you're if it's a real emergency. Relaunch the ships. As opposed to, we've got to get we must get the ships back into space. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was like trouble um talking basic or, or something like that, you know, on the delivery on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, do you have any more experience with this email? Um with techno? I mean I, I like I like the occasional techno song, and I've cre- tried to create my own at times using either like GarageBand or other, um, like you know, just like like for example, like our, for our band Netzer, I tried to re- remix a song, but um, yeah, what's I think what's difficult in uh, in techno techno is to get like a looping a looping beat line that then progresses to the next beat line, and that kind of builds and descends and like builds up and down. Um, but you know this one. This one's like this one's totally fine, and and it's it's tongue in cheek too. So I think it, it works it works on that level. Yeah. I like your morning dove loop. Yeah. I noticed I noticed that morning dove. Like I knew the sample before you made that song, but after you made that video, I started noticing the morning dove in a lot more films. Like it appears in like a couple David Fincher films. <laughs> it, it, like it kind of key moments. I mean, I, I think I noticed it a lot more in real life, uh, San Diego, but then I also definitely, the one in particular mm-hmm. from was the original Toy Story, which um, I get I know some more because there's not a kind of uh, background ambience noise throughout the film, and, and obviously it has to be very intentional for it to be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think also we're going to quickly go through, you know, some of the older stuff that we haven't gone through before. So I think I'd gone through some of the original games about the time I did the emails, but I'm definitely not as experienced with them because um, they didn't really stick with me as much. So the original games menu, so we're going to talk about the six original games. Of course, by the time I think I clicked on the games, they were relegated to a museum menu possibly. But uh, what are your thoughts on the, the six games? Uh, Fortune Cookies, Homestar, Taco, or Homestar Talker, Bronco Trolley, Hairstyle Runner, Astrolite Twenty Six Hundred, and Dancing Bubs. Um, so I like I like the super old games and such, like Mainframe, the outside. Uh, it reminds me of the Game Boy that I used to have. So I like that. Uh, the games themselves, there's not really too much going on with them. Like Dancing Bubs looks fun for like a moment, but you can't really interact with it too much. The main game that I um, interacted uh well there are a couple okay couple games that i interacted with um there's the audition with the marzipan which is really difficult and almost impossible to to win with the instruments it's a cool idea but i don't know if the execution's that great and then um bronco trolleys is i, I actually I tried it a little bit i but unfortunately i only have like the little touchpad on my on my laptop so if i had like a real mouse pad then i think i would have been better at drunk bronco trolleys but um that one that one was uh, like engaging and then the um the homestar like uh like magnet like make a beard i like the the visual on that uh, and i like that they show you all the different styles that you could do but it's it's okay and then the light bright um kind of game i i got bored of it really quickly but 
then I, I showed it to a seven-year-old and, and the seven-year-old, you know, like started drawing with it for about, you know, 10, 15 minutes. So, okay. but that, but, but for me, like personally, like I, like I, I prefer to like draw like with pencil and paper or something like that, but he, he enjoyed it for a while. That's yeah. It. I guess I like some of the visuals and stuff like it. Yeah. The audition with Marzipan is, is pretty fun. Um, Cause it, yeah, it's easy to bang on the keys to uh, to play the instruments or tap and stuff like that. You don't really have to do do that. And there's three little songs that are nice. Um, the feedback though is random on that. Like Marzipan will give you feedback that's unrelated to how many times you played the instruments or anything like that, which I think is okay. All right. Yeah. Did you progress to get better at night? Mm, I think. It, <laughs> I think I might play it for a second and then um, and then give up because it's a little too difficult to play along with the song though yeah yeah and I did play uh, Bronco trolleys like with a normal computer um, I could get the like medium score like so I could do pretty well but I couldn't get it completely well um, you can look it up there's ways to get on the on the game like not intentionally but just like using keyboard mm -hmm. So you can um, essentially match the keys and get a uh, perfect score. Yeah. The only thing is, <laughs> nice. orange slices have the, the peel that you can't eat on them. So I thought that was a funny yeah. visual on that. Oh, the, yeah, I had no interest in eating a Bronco trolley <laughs> after watching that. It sounded disgusting. <laughs> and yeah, the rest of them, like I, I really didn't like like him at all. Like I think that, yeah, it was like Dancing Bubs in the, in the Light Bright game were just a little too difficult to um for the reward you get like as it like i think if they could remake the game you know they make the buttons a lot easier to click on and things like that um uh -huh. could be more yeah. and then you know like fortune cookie and homestar talker i'm not really sure if they qualify as games necessarily you know yeah or strong libs you know like they're i think there's yeah. some text but you know i don't know if it really fits in the game as much you know yeah yeah definitely yeah um so yeah, I think they, you know, kind of end on a, a down note, but I think the games are only worth checking out just if you're a completist, but I think, you know, can kind of wait around for other stuff where it's kind of, you know, almost all the tunes are better than them. But maybe I'm sure they'll get better as we go along and review more games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so we already reviewed all the feedback stuff up front, but yeah, so send us some feedback and we'll respond to you guys. All right. Thanks for listening. Cool. Post Armor Podcast.